Hello, this is season two of A Plains Run Abroad, starring me, Ray Franklin. Not starring, but this isn't really a big star production featuring me, Ray Franklin. And I'm here today. It is the last Saturday in February 2021. Uh, just hoping that, like everybody, that 2021 is better than 2020. Uh, as we talked about in that episode, uh, COVID-19 dreams from last season. So, new year, new season. Uh, new episodes, going to try to do a better job of production here as I go forward. I thank you for being with me on this uh, journey of uh, just discussing culture, just discussing life and culture um, here in the United States and uh, this time. So this episode is going to be dedicated to one person, one issue. It's going to be dedicated to Ravi Zacharias. Now, I, was, I told you in my previous episodes I'm a Christian, but this is not a preaching or religious show um, we discuss theology or doctrine or, or scripture or anything like that but I am a Christian Bible believing Christian and uh, so in that we have uh, different types of Christianity you know we have Orthodox we have Catholics we have Protestants I'm a Protestant and you know part of the Protestant denominations all of us we have you know we deal with different thoughts and ideas and we have academia, and so academia, we have an area called apologetics that there are different types of apologetics, but the apologetics for the Christian faith. And there, there was none bigger, no one bigger in Christian apologetics than Robert Zacharias. His name was number one in Christian apologetics at impact and reach. He had a huge international ministry. Uh, he preached all over the world. He was a South Asian American. He he traveled everywhere and he had a reach for decades and I've read two and a half of his books I've, I read Jesus among other gods was the first book of his that I read I borrowed a copy from a friend of a church I used to go to uh, I used to go to a church in Detroit called true church his name was Arthur Toots and uh, Arthur uh, was a friend of mine and I borrowed his copy and that was the first book I read and I really enjoyed it it was my first book on apologetics I really read so I, got, I went to my apologetics race, sort of there for a little bit, read him, read Norman Geisler, uh, read some other books as well, but really wasn't my style of preaching or ministry, but I really liked the way they tackled a lot of the tough academic and interpersonal questions about God, you know, why do bad things happen to good people, why do bad things happen to God's control, you know, why does the Holocaust happen, why does slavery happen, is he indifferent, does he care, how can he, you know. So a lot of the questions that we did, you know, who made God is a good one. Uh, I have that book still somewhere around here, but, and, and Ravi was just uh, amazing at the way he answered. He spoke at Harvard. He spoke all at Oxford. He spoke all over the world. And he went head to head with, the, you know, the biggest names in atheist and agnostic thought and anti-Christian thought. And so he was really a big, you know, along with Lee Strobel, you know, other people. He was really big on that type of interaction, and he was real popular and real famous. So, Robbie, well-known Robbie Zacharias. Well, the reason I have an episode dedicated to him is not because he died last year from cancer, which was pretty shocking. The reason I have an episode dedicated on him is because he was a phony. Um, again, I've been around Christianity, Christian culture my whole life, so I grew up watching, you know, Praise the Lord show, you know, PTL, Jim and Tammy Baker, I mean. You know, so I've been around cricket preachers and watched cricket preachers my whole life. Personally knew some cricket preachers, personally worked with and for cricket preachers. So 
I'm used to those type of things. Uh, and I've been around some good ministers and good preachers as well. So I've been exposed to that. I've come across that side to say, give my money in the past to uh, some of those type of uh, scoundrels. So um, Ravi just wasn't like them. You know, he, he seemed legit. Uh, the way he explained things, his theology, the way he understood things, uh, the way he was able, even his books that I have of his, uh, the books I had, again, the book I read, I'm going to go back over, I read Jesus Among Other Gods, which was famous. I read Sense and Sensuality, which I still have. And I have uh, another book of his, uh, Can Man Live Without God, which is a very good book as well. But again, the subject is great. The way he deals with things is great. His interactions is great. Uh, he just was evil. And he didn't believe any of it. So it's sort of weird, I think, a lot of Christians were reeling because here is our champion of apologetics, and he didn't believe in any of it either. Because if he did, he would not do the things he's accused of doing. Now, I'll get into that later, but here's the story. Ravi, a few years, a couple of years ago, allegedly had a sexting affair with a woman named Lori. Um, she has her own story out there. I don't want to go into it. There's, she has a video on YouTube where she talks about these things and, and how Robbie abused her and, and he ruined her life. He really, he was a total evil to her. But uh, he had a alleged, uh, you know, sex scene affair, adultery affair, and it got out and people thought, okay, here's a guy, you know, we're all susceptible to lust, all humans, we're all susceptible to lust and falling into sexual sin, whether it be pornography or you know, or affair, or attempts at an affair, or going to a strip club, or anything like that. We're all, you know, all have that ability to fall into sin. So people were shocked, they were stunned, they were sad, but they thought nothing of it. There were weird things that came out, though. She claimed, as she went along, that Lori, that Ravi abused her, that it wasn't really an affair. It was really abuse and targeted her. And that's when a lot of people, of course, went after her. Said, you're just guilty. You got caught. You don't look like a, a fool in front of your husband. And they really went at her big time. Called her and her husband con artist, scam artist. And she took a ton of abuse. And, of course, everybody took up for Robbie's side. Because there was nothing out there for Robbie regarding, you know, illicit activities until, you know, this incident. So they were like, oh, you just got caught up because he's famous. And, you guys are just trying to shake him down. And, and and Robbie also let that story get out there. They agreed to some settlement with Robbie. She signed a non-disclosure agreement. And um, it, it went from there. So people thought, okay, that was just a hiccup. But he died of cancer uh, last year. But uh, Christianity Today did an article on him saying that they were masseuse, massage parlors that he owned. And that he had sexually abused the women at the massage parlors. That he had done things that I'm not going to go into, but he had uh, sexually abused them, and and it was sexual abuse. It was criminal. It literally, if a person had done the things Ravi's alleged to have done, uh, they, should, they would have been arrested. I mean, this wasn't, this wasn't, and I think I want to get into that later, but Ravi was accused of committing acts of sexual violence, rape, uh, sexual battery, um, just brutal evil stuff and and just terrible 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 stuff so the christianity article today article came out i read it i was like hey i think they're telling the truth this is sad you know he's my hero and but you know this is terrible you know so i looked up to ravi i did because again a, a failed preacher that i was i had to do maybe a show on that too but 
being a failed preacher, uh, I looked up to anybody that had successful ministry. I tried ministry, I tried it, and I tried it hard, and it didn't work out for me. And I can tell you, it takes a lot to make a ministry successful. And as successful as his ministry was, as, as the big employees and the reach and the way, I just one day was watching a video of his where he explained uh, holiness, sexual purity so well. And I was like, God, I wish I was a quarter of a man that that guy is, and I would be awesome. And turns out that I wasn't any of the man that he was because Ravi wasn't struggling with lust. Ravi was a predator. And he wasn't a predator like he was out there, like we know guys and ladies who are sharks that go out looking for, you know, uh, partners for sexual sins or whatever, fornication, adultery, you know, sex or whatever. It sounds so Christian on a non preachy podcast, fornication, adultery, oh God. But people out there looking for people to have sex with, you know, we always have those type of sharks out there, male and female, they're sharks. Um, but Ravi, but Ravi wasn't a shark. Ravi was an abuser. Uh, when you hear the women talk about how afraid they were to come forward, how he controlled their finances, how he uh, sponsored them to come from foreign countries to the United States, um, just terrible things. And I was like, when I read the Christianity Today article, I was like, he's not uh, a dude who has a lust problem. This isn't a person going to an adult website or uh, messing around with ladies in his church, you know, the old school Zora Neale Hurston, you know, uh, type stories or whatever that we hear about or stuff you hear in the news pastor caught in an affair and leaving his wife for another woman. Or, this wasn't that. This wasn't consenting adults. This was sexual abuse and control. And I was just amazed. And I went on my Facebook page and said, hey, Robert Zacharias is a serial sexual predator based off of that. And Later on, uh, I knew they were doing an investigation. They hired a law firm. The law firm, the statements on the website, the Rabbi Zechariah's International Ministries website has also been uh, posted on some other websites as well. And uh, people, of course, came after Christianity Today. I made some comments online. People came after me. Uh, I didn't, you know, I thought Lori before, not going to sit here in front, I thought she was telling half-truths before that she wanted Rob and he wanted her and just went back. And all of a sudden, I remember I went to a YouTube channel and I put in the comment, you know, of the two, I believe Lori. And I remember I just got tore up by people calling me a false prophet and just, you know, I'm deceived and how dare I. And I'm throwing Robbie's way, this woman, and just really, and just from saying you believed what she said and you just, hey, I believe she, I believe she's telling more the truth than Robbie was. Dude, the people were nuts. And and they just would hate to protect him because they have identified so much with him. So much with him. And what he did and what he was about. And 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 that's been, you know, so people put because they put their identity in Robin, put their identity in what he was about, they had a hard time telling the truth about him like I did. I, I came out straight and said, hey, dude, this guy's a serial sexual predator based off this stuff in the Christian Day article. Give me uh, and people that some serious investigators some real time, a couple of years with some real judicial subpoena power we probably, and, and some money to travel. We probably can really dig deep and find out how really sinister and evil this guy really was. So, again, um, you know, 
you know, back to that. So later on, the, the ministry, of course, dumped this story where they believed he engaged in sexual misconduct uh, on December 23rd. So they, they released it right before Christmas Eve, which was just totally terrible time to release it. Totally garbage time. Everybody's caught up in the Christmas holiday. Even during COVID season, everybody's focused on Christmas. Everybody's focused on New Year's. Everybody's focused on days off. You know, the the election was still, you know, January 6th was coming with a lot of, you know, a lot of people talking about that. There was still so much in the media and human consciousness. Yeah, let's dump the story about a founder of our ministry being a scumbag and, and hopefully it gets lost. And it didn't get lost, thank goodness, but it was just a, a crummy thing to do. You know, that's what, that's what, that's what you do when you're guilty and you know you're guilty and you don't want anybody to do it. It's, it's sort of the, I'm going to get fired. I'm going to quit the day before I get fired. Uh, tight move. It was just a weak move. And it was a weak move by the ministry to release it on the 23rd. So they go in, they say they believe he did. So they said they released the further details out. And they released that a couple of weeks ago. And it was it was as bad as that. They didn't even dig really deep and found he had uh, women he was seducing. Cause some considered adult stuff from other people that was just sex abuse. That he had committed, allegedly committed out and out rape. And the, they termed their use was rape, R A P E. Uh, which is, you know, legally use the term sexual assault. So he really was an evil dude. And I, I after that came out, all the people who were defending him, they stopped defending him. And and um, it really, all the trolls, I guess, that went after Lori, uh, where are they at now? They were silent. They disappeared. They slithered away. And uh, I watched a video statement on YouTube from her. And uh, I, in my professional life, you know, I work, I work in law enforcement. And I, I've uh, got to meet a lot of survivors of sexual abuse, sex trafficking, child sexual exploitation, other forms of sexual violence. And hearing her speak, it was just like hearing one of them that I, people I know who've gone through those things speak. And just the horror he put her and her family to and how he destroyed her faith. He just, he, he, he took a blowtorch to her faith in Christ. And, and that's the thing that hurt me hard. Here is a guy I'm reading to build up my faith in Christ. And he, in the turn, was destroying. At the same time, he I'm sitting here, and, and we got his stuff. Uh, read the report was going back years. They didn't even go back that far because they were like, oh, we ain't going to go back. So if you get a real private investigator, get a real good documentary team, you somebody like Billy Corbin or Kim Burns, somebody that, that really does documentaries and investigation well, uh, the, the team that did uh, OJ Only in America, that's a great team as well. Uh, you do a team that really can dig, really has some really good connections, do some really good research and have enough uh, money where they can go interview people across the globe. I bet you can find out some really horrible true stories. Things, again, not allegations, but true things that he did. And uh, and, 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 and I probably, I don't know how many lawyers are out there. And um, just hearing what she said and just, he destroyed her faith. He destroyed her He did, and he destroyed her faith. And this, so he was really one step, a moment, apologetics, hardcore, behind the scenes, he was just a monster. So I don't believe he, I don't believe he believed anything he ever said on stage. Um, I don't believe it at all. I believe he, 
more than anybody, anybody that I, and I followed, I don't want to mention the names, used to give, gave, have given money as a kid and as a young adult to some of the worst, most sly, straight up slit looking preachers out there. And I can tell you, Robbie never came off that way. I never, and some of the preachers I know today who were friends of his, uh, Tim Tebow, Francis Chan, uh, they never, they didn't know either. Some of them still to this day have not commented on this story. I remember I went to Beth Moore. I said, Beth Moore on Twitter, I engage with her every now and then, and she will talk back because uh, I'm not a troll. I, I really like her, Beth Moore. And, uh, and you know, she finally said, here, you want to learn a lesson from Robert Zacharias people? Don't rape people, <laughs> you know, because that's what he did. That's what he did. And and he, he was a sexual abuser, and he uh, abused people. Like, he, he allegedly, uh, and I believe he did, I mean, allegedly, because he's not here, uh, it's not court, you know, proven court, but uh, allegedly he uh, abused women and then made them pray afterwards and say, thank Jesus for the opportunity to be a part of such a, you know, a being with me. Just a totally evil man. And multiple different women said the same story. And uh, he, he was just a totally evil man. And he, he, he of course, used, like all corrupt preachers who mess with women, or mess with men, or abuse kids, or, or uh, just told a jerk, stole money. And he had uh, stole money from his ministry to pay for the women uh, to come places. He told the women, you, you do sex acts, or you don't, I will cut off your funds and get you out of this country. Uh, you probably can make a decent labor trafficking case on him. If you have a good investigator, good attorney, probably can make a uh, definitely like that because, again, he's controlling them, forcing them. Uh, definitely human trafficking elements there. And uh, I don't say that lightly. And uh, very, very serious allegations. I mean, he, he if he was alive, he would be facing serious criminal charges like dying in prison, criminal charges. He, he was totally an evil man. And uh, it, it really, really, really hit me hard. And uh, and I, I didn't know him. But the people who, that's why a lot of people who've known him still haven't spoken out yet. Because one, probably because they're all like, hey, dude, I want to be associated with this guy. Probably because they're stunned. How did they get duped? How did they get conned? I don't know. He conned me. He duped me. I got duped. I'm 40, my mid 40s. Uh, I've been in law enforcement for two decades. I arrested people who were con artists. And um, he conned me. As sophisticated as I am, as skeptical as I am about a lot of things, uh, as much as I dig, uh, he conned me. It's, it's an embarrassing thing to say, but I got conned. He fooled me. He fooled me. He fooled me. And um, he fooled a lot of us. He fooled a lot of us. And in the end, he did more damage to the Christian faith more damage to the area of apologetics than anybody ever could. There's no Christopher Hitchens, no Tom Paine, no Frederick Nietzsche, Nietzsche. There is no Bertrand Russell uh, that could ever make a case against Christianity the way Robert Zacharias did. He was the anti-apologetic. Uh, no one ever did the damage that he has done. No one ever did. So people are like, well, I've heard different preachers say, you know, the man, the message, but the message, I agree with. But the man, he didn't believe it. So he said, what should we do with his books? Throw them out. You got to throw mine out. He didn't believe any of it. There's other apologetic guys out there 
again, Lee Strobel, Josh McDowell, other people at Norman Geisler who actually live and believe what they teach. And um, it's just stunning. You know, it's stunning. It's stunning. So it's, as much as people loved him, as people respected him, he burned it all up. It was all a lie. I know one person said that a lot of people say, wish he was alive, take his side of the story. What side of the story? Yeah. Tell us how you prayed on all these women all these years. Tell us how you stole money from your ministry. Tell us how you, you were having women in India send you, in, send you news. Tell us how you uh, took control of people's lives. Tell us how you saw used women and, and be abused and worse. He found broken women and he made it worse. He found women who were sex, who were who had been in abusive relationships and abused as children, and he and he made their situation worse. He found women who were struggling to have faith in Christ. Instead of shrinking their face, he obliterated it. So that comes to an issue that I have, and I'm going to end on this. Is I've been hearing a lot of Christian teachers, men and women, saying, "Well, but for the grace of God, go I." Really? Really? You, you really are that? depraved that if it wasn't for the grace of God, you'd be out there raping people. You'd be out there stealing money for your ministry, uh, paying people off, sending your woke mobs or your hate mobs online, harassing and threatening people, trying to get them to commit suicide, having them move across country, uh, threatening to deport them. So you literally, you would be threatening to deport women. Here, people, this wasn't lust. I say this to my fellow Christians who listen to this podcast. I know a lot of people who listen to podcasts aren't Christians. Thank you for listening. Um, but I say this to my fellow Christians. This wasn't a guy checking out chicks at church. This wasn't a guy checking out chicks at the mall. This wasn't a woman, you know, uh, hanging out at the gym with a personal trainer. This wasn't somebody having an affair. This wasn't consenting adults. This was a man using his position to commit acts of violence. Ravi, as I said over again, he did not have a lust problem. Ravi was a sexual predator. He had a violence problem. So if you have a violence problem, if you're going to be shaken up, if you can't be around a woman because you may end up raping her, you can't be alone with a woman at a restaurant because you may end up grabbing her body parts in the restaurant trying to rip her in the wall, you have a problem, dude. You have a problem, dude. Our woman. You have a problem, dude. And then so many Christians, you know, the Southern Baptist Convention, Catholic Church, you name a denomination throughout these centuries. But even recently, has had issues with these things. Pastors forcing women to have abortions after they say they're pro-life. Pastors sexually assaulted men. Pastors sexually assaulted boys. Situation in Grand Rapids where a pastor... Uh, made you know teenage boys have sex with his wife while he watched him, and 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 then you have the legend, the stuff with the Falwell stuff, man. So you have this utter filth and perversion that you don't see even among quote unquote non Christians uh, that you see in the quote unquote the church, and, and that's because again we're not honest about sexuality, we're not honest about sex, and we don't teach it right. That'll be a whole another podcast. Uh, church uh, sex in the church will be a whole different podcast. We're, I want to stay focused on Robert here, but again, that is the issue. People in churches still are not calling it right. They're not calling Robert right. I have not today. I, I've heard people say sexual misconduct, which is what, of course, his ministry say, because there could be legal obligations and liabilities. 
But I haven't heard people come out and say, hey, this dude was a serial rapist. This dude was a serial sexual predator. And again, his problem wasn't, oh, like me. I battle with lust. I told you guys that. Check my mouth every now and then. But I'm not doing the things he did. And most men aren't. Most women aren't. So you have this issue of violence here. We can't even call it that. We can't even call a clear monster a monster. Well, King David, if I hear people again use King David and Bathsheba as an excuse for supporting anybody in leadership, please stop that. It's an insult to what King David, the story, the truth of King David was about and what happened with Bathsheba, how it ruined David's family, how it led to his daughter getting raped, how it led to his son sleeping with his concubines in front of the whole country, how it led to civil war, how it ruined his monarchy, ruined his dynasty, and how wrong and out of step he was with God when that happened. So don't sit here and tell me the King David stuff, because that means you, don't, you, you haven't read the story and you don't freaking understand it. Ravi was not King David. Ravi was evil. You want to compare him to a king in the Bible for my fellow Bible bros and Bible sisters? Why don't you compare him to Zedekiah? A person who Jeremiah went to over and over again and even at the very end did not listen to Jeremiah. That's how evil and wicked Robbie was. Jesus warned us, Christians, in Matthew chapter 7. Paul warns us in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 13 to 15. For my Christian listeners. Robbie wasn't good. Robbie wasn't a man of God. Robbie wasn't a brother who had a lust problem. Robbie wasn't a brother who fell into sin. Robbie's problem wasn't being alone with a woman in an elevator or going along with a woman at lunch or having female friends. Robbie's problem wasn't going on the internet. Robbie's problem wasn't going to the local strip club. Robbie's problem was he was a sexual predator. He used his ministry as a cover for that and facilitated for his acts of violence. Robbie was evil. And that's all I have to say about that. Robbie was evil.